Portraiture really is one of the most quiet types of photography. I mean, landscape photography too. When you really quiet your mind, the landscape speaks to you. When two souls get near each other and become quiet and vulnerable and honest, I mean, there is there is magic. I mean, freaking. I mean, it is like awe-inspiring, beautiful, or soul-wrenching or something. And that ultimately, if a good picture is the result of that, great. But strangely, that isn't my ultimate goal. And my my photography students always have a tough time with this because I think you have to be willing to let go of the picture to actually get the picture. It's kind of that paradox that we all experience. But um, yeah, so for me, it's that flow. It's being in that moment. And part of that's gear too. It's knowing gear well enough to be able to get there. It's vulnerability. It's awareness of light. It's awareness of internal dialogues that are happening. So it's all those things connected, tied up, knitted together. Welcome to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. I'm your host, Kenna Klosterman, bringing you true stories from behind the lens and behind the lives of your favorite photographers, filmmakers, and creative industry game changers. From their struggles to their wins, we get the real human stories about why they do what they do. I believe there is something to learn from everyone's story. Listen, get inspired, and discover why, in the end, your creative journey is all worth it. Chris Orwig is a portrait photographer, best-selling author, and educator at heart. He's a Sony artisan, has written six books, and authored over 100 online courses. His work has been seen in publications like Rolling Stone, Esquire Magazine, and the New York Times. His clients include Google, Patagonia, Adobe, The Nature Conservancy. Chris is on a mission to connect with creatives who are like-minded, amplify goodness, and make more of it. In this episode, we learn why Chris's ultimate goal in portraiture isn't actually the pictures. Chris opens up about what he did when he realized that he'd completely lost interest in portraiture, his bread and butter. We go behind the scenes of writing his new book, Authentic Portraits, Searching for Soul, Significance, and Depth. Chris explains the similarities of being in flow with both surfing and photography, and explains how we can all learn to see our weaknesses as our strengths. This is We Are Photographers with Chris Orwig, and this is his story. Chris Orwig, it is my pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes, Kenna, this is so much fun and so excited to get to have the chance to chat. You are known as a portrait photographer who is able to make incredible connections with people's eyes. And you say, the eyes always tell the story. Yeah. What is it about the eyes that tell the story? I mean, what comes to mind, maybe answering this in a roundabout way, is is photographing a friend after a really big tragedy in the town where I live in. There was this mudslide and a bunch of deaths, and he was a social worker, and we were going back to the location, and it was kind of this intense moment, and he was talking about life, and he said this to me, he said this idea to me, he said that, you know, it's, I, I just, I've recently been divorced and he had gotten a tattoo. And I said, well, tell me a story about the tattoo. And he said, well, you know, when I went through this divorce, I felt like I had this invisible wound. It was this wound that no one could see. So I wanted to create something visual 
that kind of marked or honored that difficult experience. Does that make sense? I know I'm kind of meandering here. But this idea of an invisible wound, I was like, wow, like we all carry these invisible things inside of us. Um, and sometimes they're happiness, sometimes it's joy, sometimes it's deep, deep tragedy. And I love this idea. I think it was, you know, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry said, you know, what is invisible or what is essential is invisible to the eye. And that there's all these things that we can't quite see and that the aim of art, you know, Aristotle said it is an outward appearance, but inward significance. So somehow I think that those invisible things show up in the eyes, in the subtle expression. They show up in posture and those things as well, but we can sometimes override that. Like we can kind of pull ourselves together and sit up tall and power pose or something. But I find when you take a breath and you sit quietly with someone, you see something in their eyes, which is honest. And that to me is probably what's most interesting in life. And probably because I have so many wounds myself. And because by entering into a space with someone where you get a chance to kind of be honest yourself and then they're honest and that's reflected back and then that's kind of amplified. Um, you, you know, that at least for me is healing. And I think that's kind of why I take pictures. It's, it's not necessarily like I nailed the shot, got it, you know, or I got the soul, you know, like it, the soul came into view and woo, you know, it's more like, wow. Okay. Um, I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to grow. I discovered something about myself I didn't know was there. So that was a really long answer. I didn't anticipate that kind of. No, it's such like a deep, soulful person. I guess it like drew, drew it out of me, but go ahead. Well, there's so many things within that. Um, and these are the perfect topics of what I would want to explore. And so just starting with that we create these experiences for ourselves and others in order to learn and grow. And you are coming out with a new book, which congratulations, very exciting. Yes, um, thank you. Authentic Portraits, uh, yeah. Searching for Soul, Significance, and Depth. And you use the word searching in there. And I've had a chance to uh, briefly look at the book. And you talk at the end about why, why you created the book. And I have heard over and over people say you teach most what you need to learn. Yes. And so just tell us about why you created the book. What happened to me was I had this experience where I was really passionate about portraiture and love it. It's part of my livelihood. And then all of a sudden I lost interest in it. And it was kind of scary because I was like, well, it's sort of like a tennis player, a pro tennis player, not wanting to play tennis anymore. And I thought, I have to lean into this. I have to, I have to really, you know, kind of be open to what's happening rather than steamroller it, rather than power pose, rather than fake it till I make it. And in doing that, I discovered that it had to do with, with self-acceptance and growth. And so here's what happened. I, I would photograph someone trying to see their essence, trying to connect, trying to really care for who they are honor that, respect that, and draw that out in hopes that they would do that back to me. So in a sense, I was kind of like extending care to someone, hoping that they would care for me back. But here was a kicker. It was a care that I hadn't yet given myself. And so I was searching for something that I hadn't done yet. And I've, 
I've since gotten to know this one poet. His his name is Diego, but he goes by Young Pueblo, one of my favorites. And um, he has this one poem that he says, loving others without loving yourself is like building a house without a strong foundation. And I, I realized that's a lot what I was doing. And then, but what had happened was I all of a sudden got to this point in my life where I thought if you looked deep inside of who I was, that was beautiful and wonderful and strong. And so there was self-acceptance. And so I no longer needed it from portraiture, which is sort of strange. So I lost interest in portraiture, right? Oh, interesting. Does that, <laughs> Does that so, make sense? So what you were seeking through others, you finally found in yourself? Yeah, or maybe maybe it's like this, to put it simply. It's like, let's say you go through a tough time and you go through a, you go for a walk in a forest because you're, you're sad or depressed and the trees give you comfort and just the solace of the forest. But then you kind of get to a place where you're walking in the forest one day and you're like, wow, I'm not, I'm not sad anymore. Should I not walk in the forest anymore? Or maybe I need to run in the forest or maybe I need to climb a tree or maybe I need to go walk on a beach or maybe, you know, something else. And so... It was that kind of discovery. And it was also that through all those portraiture experiences, I think I did experience acceptance and love from all those people. So it was the process of healing. And it was more that photography has this power to heal and change us. And that portraiture is more than the way someone looks. And so those two things together were like, I need to explore this and more for myself. And it really is, you know, ultimately, um, when you write or when you do podcasts like we're doing here, it is to share it with others, of course, but, but it is ultimately, I want to give this thing some space and some time and some thought because I kind of need to, you know, more than anything. Um, and the universe is kind of asking that of me versus just plowing ahead and then nailing the shot. And cause I kind of figured after a while with portraiture, I kind of can get the shot. And I realized that's not the point. What um, is the point? For me, at least with portraiture, the point is to grow and change. And I, I feel like every time I photograph someone, like the friend I was mentioning um, with the invisible wound, they have some lesson for me, like some great, deep, interesting lesson. And so that's what I'm always really searching for. Um, like in this talk, there's something I'm going to learn from you that I hadn't thought of. And, and I know that that this is like, quote, my school or my way of, of growing. And the camera, I found, affords the capability for that to happen more frequently. And mostly because it requires us to become quiet. Portraiture really is one of the most quiet types of photography. I mean, landscape photography, too. When you really quiet your mind, the landscape speaks to you. When two souls get near each other and become quiet and vulnerable and honest, I mean, there is there is magic. I mean, freaking, I mean, it is like awe-inspiring, beautiful, or soul-wrenching or something. One of the things that um, caught me in your table of contents was catching the wave. Yeah. And I think that was with regard to um, creating a space energetically with yes. your subject. And so tell me about that phrase yeah, I, I mean, I think that really is it. Um, I, I open that the book with a quote by Bob Dylan, which says the the purpose of art is to stop time, and all the studies about flow and all these things, you know, say when you're in flow, time slows or stops. And I think that 
what that is like in, in photography really is this, this sense of awe. Um, there's so many, I guess people have influenced me like all of us, but one of them is the poet Mary Oliver. And she says in one of her poems, my job is mostly standing still long enough just to be in awe. And I think what awe really is, is kind of that soulful awareness depth, but also time is just out of, it's out the window. You know, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. And also I should say too, with, with all the stuff that I do and portrait and trying to, you know, even the title authentic portraits, authentic, such a weird word that it's not like a badge of approval. Like, yes, this is an authentic portrait or something, but it's, it's always the search and it's, it's trying to slow down enough to experience that timelessness. And that ultimately, if a good picture is the result of that, great. But strangely, that isn't my ultimate goal. And my, my photography students always have a tough time with this because I think you have to be willing to let go of the picture to actually get the picture. It's a kind of that paradox that we all experience. But um, yeah, so for me, it's that flow. It's that, it's that being in, in that moment. And part of that's gear too. It's knowing gear well enough to be able to get there. It's vulnerability. It's awareness of light. It's awareness of internal dialogues that are happening. It, it, so it's all those things kind of mushed up or not mushed, connected, tied up, knitted together. On the same wave. Yes, yes, yes. So talk to me about surfing. Yeah, I mean, there's there's very common things, you know, with, with sports and surfing, one of them that there's this one phrase associated with surfing, which is only a surfer knows the feeling, which is a little ostentatious. But I think what, what they're trying to say is that th there is something magical when you're out there and you are catching that wave and time does slow. I mean, you, literally, you're in the flow of this energy from a storm from thousands of miles away and you're you're kind of it's unpredictable and you're, you know, all these elements are coming together and there's there's temperature and water and light and sea creatures and rock, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, that, that for me is a real source. I mean, it's a source of, um, being off of the land. I, and I think that metaphor, whenever we hop on a kayak or a boat or get in a plane and we just kind of get away, we see and experience life differently. And I do think photography helps us to do that, to kind of push off a little bit. And at least for portraiture, because there is no way I would have talked to the hundred people I photographed that say in this book, I don't know how many are in there, but hundreds of people, unless I had that camera. And, and so maybe to kind of the goofy comparison is in surfing, unless I had the surfboard, I, I would not have gotten out. I mean, you are not going to be like, well, the water's freezing and I'm just going to go jump and float around, you know, but having that gear in a strange way and having the excuse of like, why well, capture portraits of makers or whatever the excuse is, it creates that chance that you might catch that wave, if that makes sense. And I think that's part of what us photographers do is we're always looking for creating the chance or the hope. And it's not that we harness, you know, it's not that we're like creating the wave and we are dominating this and here we are great photographers of the world or something. It's more like, no, we are just lucky enough to participate you know, we're lucky enough to live in a time when cameras are this good and focus is this good. And, and, you know, there's an openness and culture to it as well, I think, which is different than before. Um, you know, I don't know, but let's say 40 years ago, if you approach someone, can I take your portrait it would be very different than today. Um, and so just kind of saying, 
wow, this is this gift. Thank you. So, so, so I think gratitude, you know, for, for that and, um, openness, but it's also not just hippy dippy, like go with the flow and catch the wave. I mean, it takes a ton of work. I mean, in surfing, here's the thing is like what people don't realize is that catching the wave is more important than riding it. Because when, when let's say, let's say I go surfing at my little local break, there are going to be, I don't two to 400 people there. And they're all trying to catch essentially the same wave. It's the same thing in photography, right? And so you have to have a certain level of fitness. You have to have a certain level of water sense. You have to have a certain level of technical expertise and a little bit of luck. You know, I mean, just like the wave bends the right way, you're in the right spot and it happens. And so that's, um, you know, for me, I think how that, that compares. And it's so funny, Kenna, because, I mean, you're such a good listener. You're such a deep, wonderful soul that it's so funny to me to hear myself like talk so much because usually I don't, but I appreciate your, your graciousness and kind of giving me this space to formulate this because it's like stuff I never think about, but I know. So, and you're really good at drawing that out. So, well, thank you for that. It's, yeah. it's my <laughs> honor and pleasure. This is what I love about uh, yeah. being able to have conversations with people is similar to a portrait session there is a space and a magic and a connection uh, that happens and and we get to create that i do i want to go back chris to you talking about this need to heal so when you feel a need to heal or transform you're kind of looking at well what is wrong and you say you mentioned in the book about self-rejection i think you know as i've as i've grown older and look back on my life, I can have these little traces of experiences where I felt deep down inside, if you knew me, that you would ultimately not like what you discovered. And so I did a really good job at managing perceptions. And then I came into photography, which photography is all about managing perceptions, be your own brand, you know, even as a teacher, kind of have it together. Meanwhile, on the inside, it was sort of exhausting. It was kind of trying to prove myself, even like being on creative live. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is such a big deal. And I kind of, I have to pull this off. And I did a course on creative live called capturing authentic portraits, which really was the foundation for this book. But the interesting thing about that is the day before that I had a pretty significant crash on my bike, biking down the mountains in Santa Barbara. And I was bleeding. But I remember after that day, I went, I went back to the hotel room and I had to peel off the dressings and I had to have this kind of plastic dressings on it. Otherwise it would bleed through my shirt. I mean, I know this is kind of gory, sorry, but, um, I don't know if I've experienced pain like that ever before in my life. Like it hurts so bad because that wound was so fresh and th- that's obviously it's kind of a physical, it's easier to talk about physical things, but it was a physical pain. But I would say that in strange way mirrored like the internal pain I had. And even after, let's say after I did that, that class, I had, I had a page full of notes on all these things I did wrong. I I had all this self-disappointment. Um, I mean, the numbers were great. People love the class, you know, but I think as creators, the thing that people don't realize is that we carry so much with us. And ultimately I, I want to help people. I love and care for people. And and I wanted to figure out how to get some of that care back to myself, but it wasn't there. And those wounds are still there and they're still fresh and I'm still kind of changing the dressing, so to speak, on them. But 
I think something shifted. It, it it's um it's not so much that I want to like show everyone the wound on my arm, like look how bad it is, but it's more of a I don't know, maybe just a little bit of peace with it. Like, yeah, I'm wounded. We all are. And there's even beauty in that. And maybe what I was searching for in all these portraits was was just that, the, the kind of that human experience. Um, there's, I quote one of my friends in the book, this guy named Travis, and I, he says, to be human is to, uh, it's to look closely and so deeply into each other and to other people that you see yourself. And that I think the camera and portrait, literally the lens, you know, you're so focused that it allows you to see, you know, whether it's, it's a, you know, homeless person or a CEO or whatever you see yourself. And I love portrait for that reason. I find portrait to be the most inclusive genre in photography. I mean, subject matter wise, like fashion photography, you need a certain look, you know, architecture, you need a good looking architectural building. Food photography has to look appetizing. But in portrait, you photograph a baby, a billionaire, a CEO, surfer, it doesn't matter. And you, 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 port, you photograph them past what their identity is. So you're not photographing a surfer, you're photographing a human with needs and depth and all these things. And, and I think in doing that, you know, in, in, in you, you begin to understand yourself better. And so for me, yeah, it's, a, it's just a journey of healing. And I still will take pictures. I'll always take pictures because it's a chance to learn and grow and discover my strengths too. I've just got, you know, that's been funny. That's been the hardest one for me because like weaknesses, page full of weaknesses. Oh my gosh. Like if I were to go back to that page, it would be comical. But so what are some there, of your strengths that you've discovered? Cause it's, it's yeah. important to, <laughs> it's so easy for all of us to, um, like you said, to lay out our weaknesses and we all do it. And it's what I think about when I wake up in the morning and then, you know, you catch yourself. So yes. good on you. What are your strengths? Yeah, my my strengths. Um, I th I think my strengths are becoming this sense of uh, awareness. I, I love quotes, as you know. You know, Rumi's one another one of my favorite poets, but he, he has this poem, something like this. He says, "Maybe what you're searching for among the branches can only be found in the roots." And so I think if I have a strength, it's roots. I mean, if if this book's about anything, it's about roots. I mean, as far as photography goes. I mean, the branches and the leaves and the fruit, I mean, that's all the exciting stuff. That's the easy stuff. That's, I mean, that's out there, but I think I'm good at the roots, you know, and, and, and digging deep and asking questions and getting to think. And, and I, I've had to come to a point where that's great. You know, there are branch specialists and I admire those. I, I look at some of those people. I think, how the heck did they light that or do that? Or, oh my gosh, like I'm just blown away. And, and kind of celebrate that, but then say, yeah, I'm going to learn from them and do that. Or, or, you know, a recent book I got was Lindsay Adler's book on posing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I never even thought of that. And, and I can't believe how she does that. I mean, there, there is a sense of awe around her and all that she does, but then also my strength is, is this digging deep and kind of getting dirty and down to earth and, and, uh, searching and exploring and asking and reflecting and standing back even maybe, and just saying like, well, Hey, yeah, you know, in photography, there is a tree, but there's also there's also something underground. And a lot of times people are like, really? Like I had this experience. I was doing a workshop in LA and I had this guy come out who's a Broadway performer, amazing, amazing person, deep soul. And there are all my students kind of behind me and I'm, I'm trying to demonstrate how to capture an authentic portrait, right? Which, which is really a bad idea because 
you can't capture an authentic portrait with like 15 people staring at one person, right? It's kind of an impossibility. It, it requires a small context, and at least for me, that's in my jam. But anyway, so I'm talking to him and I just asking him about his life. And at one point, he says his mom has MS. And then, and I say, well, you know, well, what's that like? And, and he starts to tear up. And and one of my students was so uncomfortable with him crying that she said, as he's crying, she said, well, what's one of your favorite shows to be in on Broadway? And I was like, okay, okay. And I said, you know, you know, let's, and we kept going. And then afterwards we had this great discussion and she said, well, I felt like you were manipulating him. And I said, you know, I, I was asking open questions, creating space. He could have said, you know, having a mom who has MS is tough or it's it's problematic. He could have used very he could have gone wherever he wanted to. But he in that moment chose to go to the roots or deep. Right. My job is to honor that. It's not to pander it or to be like, well, why don't you cry? And what you're thinking about or how bad actually is that? Wait, let me get a picture of your tears. But it's just to, to create that space. And and, and I think at least in that workshop, it, it was a, it was a worthwhile experience, hopefully. And I also said to that student, and if you aren't comfortable with that kind of emotion, that's totally fine too. I'm not saying you have to be me, but that is one of the things um, that I like to do. And, and, you know, it's funny when you, when you do photography, cause it's repetitive, like, you know, a lot of things we do in life, um, you do it again and again and again and different people and you see patterns and it's very common for people to say, you know, I've never told this to anyone else before in, in a portrait session. And to me, that's like the biggest honor ever that there is this little sacred space. And then I have to figure out how do I honor that? And sometimes that means I don't show those photos. And that's okay too. And that's where my goal isn't the photo because sometimes there are moments that are maybe honest in a way that's kind of private. Like, you know, you talk with a friend and they tell you something, you're not like telling 10 other people that story. And I know photography is about expression and depth, but there's sometimes where it's like, no, you know that, yeah, it's great there. You know, I can send them the photo, they can decide, but that's, that's not for me to, you know, that was a, that was a, that was a gift and, and I, I'll honor that gift. So Chris, I'll turn that back around okay. to you and say, yeah. what is something that you wish people knew about you, but generally they don't? Yeah. Okay. Good question. Now I have to, my, my first thought is like, I have to manage this. I have to tell all these cool things about myself, or maybe it's something funny or witty. And I guess maybe, you know, in, in the vein of all this honesty, I'm an insecure person um, who's searching and who, um, you know, here it is. I think maybe this is it. Um, I've discovered, one of the things I've discovered about myself is that I'm an empath. And as Myers-Briggs go, those of you who know that, I'm INFJ, which for like guys, it's like 1% of the population. But basically it means... I really absorb stuff and I'm really sensitive. And so what that means is encouragement really matters a lot to me. Um, I have a need for feedback. You know, I've discovered 
Um, the negative feedback crushes me. Oh my gosh. You know, like the, my book, I have one review on my book so far and I'm like, I wish I could just leave it that way. Cause it's a good review. <laughs> Um, but I think maybe it's that so weird or so cliche to try to figure out how to say this, but I, I, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm just going to say it kind of, I'm weak, I'm fragile. I've, you know, and and that's where my strength lies. And and so what that means is after photo shoots or something, I have to get away and I have to be quiet and I have to sit still or I have to go on a bike ride or I have to run and. I've discovered that part of my art and my craft is that self-awareness and that self-care. And even what I've discovered is with the pains that I feel, I can't just dismiss them. I have to honor their existence in order for me to let them go. So it's not like get tough skin and just get over it. And that review, that person doesn't really matter. It's like, oh, no, that that really mattered. And here's why that hurt. Here's what that's tapping into. This is showing me that I haven't quite detached from this you know, something and then, ah, now I can release. So maybe that's it. I mean, I, I want people to know that, but I actually don't, if that makes sense. <laughs> but here's the thing. Oh I mean, gosh. You're human. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I am. You're we all human, are, but... but what you say really resonates with me because, um, I also consider myself to be weak or to be sensitive and yes. that that's that there's something wrong with that in this right, culture right, to right. what you're saying but if you can embrace that and see weakness as a yeah. strength yes. like that is super cool so over the years i've had a chance to teach thousands of students and what i've discovered is that you know in the beginning of my classes the students who are charismatic and dynamic and outgoing they create great portraits right away. But over the long haul of an arc of a class that's two months or something like that, it's the student who has gone through hardship or it's the one who's really introverted or nervous or has something that they're bringing to it that in the long run, those people always create the stronger portraits. And so there's this myth, I think, that we need to be like these other portrait photographers we see. Well, they have this one or they live here or they do that. But really what you need to do, you and I need to do to create better, more authentic, more interesting portraits is be more of who we are. And that includes our vulnerability. That includes our weaknesses. That includes all of those things that we have that sometimes don't really match up or make sense. Maybe just going to my own experience, we had this big tragedy in our town I mentioned a few years back and my daughter, sixth grader, lost one of her really, her classmates and friends who died in this um, mudslide. And when you go through loss like that or you try to walk alongside your daughter who's going through loss like that, it softens your gaze of the world. You all of a sudden just say, you know what? All I can do is be kind to people because you never know what's going on. And all I can do is is try to just be present. You know, you can't fix, you can't change, you know. And so then anyway, saying that, bringing that into portraiture, you know, during that season, I captured some really great portraits because of what I was going through. And it's not that I would want to go through that. But my encouragement to you listening is is to say, okay, what am I going through right now? And how can this somehow be a source for my work? And, and it's not that you tell people, well, my daughter had a friend that died. Can I take your portrait? But it's that you're honoring your own life experience and you're integrating that into your craft. Chris, I think if everybody walked around the world with that level of compassion 
and presence, I mean, that's world peace right there. I mean, that's the answer. Yeah. And, so, I, and I, I think, I mean, maybe portraiture is part of that. And I kind of talk about that in the book that, you know, what we do as portrait photographers is we look past the exterior. We see people for who they truly, truly are. We see them with compassionate, um, light-filled eyes. And then ultimately, maybe, you know, this kind of work can, can make a dent in the universe. And, and so I'm all for that. I'm all for, I'm all for doing it, that, you know, and, and realizing that everything we do in life is bigger than it seems. This is really good, soulful stuff. Yeah. So I want to talk about the community that you're creating and uh, you're, you're about to launch a new platform. And so it goes into the same vein of you're creating a space for people to do this searching for soul significance and depth. Yeah. So I love how you frame that too, kind of creating that sense of community. And one of the things, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher like at heart. I, I, I love teaching and I, I love this idea that it's a way that we can grow in all, all different multiple ways. Meaning you learn photography, but you also learn about life and the two are intertwined and, and whatnot. And so I guess here's what it is. I taught at a photo school for a long time and that photo school has since closed. And, um, but I, and I left a few years before that happened, but as it was dying, the photo school, I thought, I think this school is going to die because it only teaches the tree and not the roots. And so my, I always had this thought caught in my mind, is it possible to teach both? Now there always are experiences where you go on some great photo retreat and it's soulful and mindful and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, it's all rooty and, you know, and, and, and nice. But I was like, what if you could integrate those two? And what if you could bring together people who are in pursuit of both? That would be the dream. So part of that means like, yeah, you got to learn like how to do curves in Photoshop, but then you also need to learn how to do a little bit of self-reflection and, and uh, mindfulness or whatever. And so that's really the aim with that is to create a space where I can have kind of a platform and have some fun teaching both. That's got my name written all over I it, know, Chris. I know. We need to collaborate <laughs> on something. I mean, that would be like my dream to do something with you. I don't know what that is. That is a goal. <laughs> so, Chris, I also could sit and talk with you all day. And yeah. um, I just really adore everything about what you're doing because it just, again, it, it we're all mirrors for each other. So yes. I just yes. really appreciate it. So where can people follow you? Where are they? Where's the best place for people to see all the new things that you're creating? Yeah, I, I probably just my name, Chris Orwig. And, you know, I, I have links to other things there. Instagram is just Chris Orwig. Facebook is Chris Orwig. If you do a search on Amazon, it's Chris Orwig. So it's just kind of simple in that way. And training stuff there you, you can find through all those avenues. So that's kind of the, the catch all for me. Um, and what I would, I guess, encourage, because, you know, this is sort of the plug, you know, follow and let's connect and all that is what I would encourage is if any of this resonated with you, do reach out. And for me, this isn't um, this isn't like I'm trying to get out and conquer the world, but I'm trying to figure out how there are ways to connect with people who are like minded and to amplify all of this sort of goodness and to do more of it. So I would love to connect with anyone who's interested. Perfect way to end. Thank you so much, Chris. All right. Thank you, Kenna. So fun to chat. I'm 
Kenna Klosterman, and you've been listening to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live, edited by Laura Finnerty. Follow all things Chris Orwig on social media at Chris Orwig and via his website, chrisorwig.com. Check out his new book, Authentic Portraits, anywhere books are sold. At Creative Live, we believe there's a creator and a photographer in all of us. And yes, that means you. If you're looking to get fresh perspectives, inspiration, or skills to boost your hobbies, business, or life, head over to creativelive.com and check out the Creator Pass, our subscription that gives you access to over 1,500 classes taught by the world's top creators and entrepreneurs, including Chris Orwick himself. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can stay up to date with everything happening at Creative Live by following us on social media at Creative Live everywhere. Thank you again to Chris Orwig, and I'll see you all next week for another episode of We Are Photographers. Photographers.